Blog Talk Radio. California and Contraman of ContramanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we welcome a special guest, JD of HoodooHouseDetroit.com in Michigan, bringing us today's topic on spells for student success. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magical practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment. But first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kat? Hi, James. We still have yet to figure out what's happening with your microphone and the sound <laughs> no. of the music at the opening of each show. We're going to have to do some testing behind the scenes to see what's up with that because it's never happened with anyone else who's been an announcer. And it's I'm special. You're special. <laughs> well, so all of those who've noticed this and going, wait a minute, this happened last time and last time and last time, we're 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 going to have to be on it. As the music is turned down, James, you slowly come into focus, but the whole opening is gone. I can't play music under you. It's probably a thing with your equipment or your bandwidth hookup. Um, you know, I know you're out there in the country on some kind of, you know. Just one step above a modem, you know. All right. Um, one step above dial-up. Or maybe not. <laughs> so, We've got anyway. cabling. We're working on fiber optics soon, hopefully. All right. Well, good luck. Um, we'll, we'll get we'll get it straightened out. We'll try and do some experiments with it um, during the week. Don't want to annoy our listeners. All right. Um, so, James, I know that you're... Um, hard at work for your part in the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Why don't you give us an update on where you're at and what you're going to be doing on June 11th and 10th, 10th and 11th, rather. So, yeah, um, I'm working on um, getting my promotional video um, uh, done and then getting ready, um, recording my workshop. Um, I'm going to be talking about consecrating iconography and statues and um, other holy objects for your altar at this year's Hoodoo Heritage Festival. So um, if you have any uh, statues or images and you would like to consecrate them and, and, and get them to be, uh, you know, blessed and, and uh, have a little bit of a stronger aura maybe, then definitely uh, sign up and, and uh, prepare for that workshop. 
So I'm going to ask a couple of questions about this workshop. People are going to have their own item that they want to consecrate. There's going to be a goodie box that will contain, and I'm telling you folks, last year James's goodie box was the gift that kept on giving. I mean, it was a box within a box within a box. It was really, really cool. Um, so you're going to have a give, goodie box that will have items to use in doing the consecration in your own home. Is that correct? Yeah, so you'll um, get a box. I'm not going to give everything away, but you'll definitely give. Uh, you'll, you'll definitely get some some um, uh, holy uh, incenses and resins and gums and herbs, and um, we'll talk about some uh, other things. You may even get some specially rolled mantras by me um, if you have a Buddhist persuasion um, on your altar. Uh, so there's, there should be lots of nice goodies, and I hopefully will be able to live up to the uh, bar that I set last year. <laughs> okay. All right. So two things you need to get, folks. Number one, get your altar statue ready. Number two, get your tickets. <laughs> the tickets are on sale at hoodooheritagefestival.com. And uh, get your tickets now before the price goes up to gate price. You already missed the early bird. Now it's time to get the regular price. Um, we do this every year, and you'd think people would figure it out, but no, they don't. But in any case, get your tickets now. There's still the discount on, and you will be shipped a goodie box filled with material from all uh, 10 workshops that you can use, follow along, and, of course, you'll be following James on Zoom, and he'll have a Q&A afterwards. If you think you messed up your altar consecration, he'll fix it for you live and on Zoom. All right, so I, I really look forward to that, James. I know your stuff is good. I know your intentions are always high and pure, and I think that many people who wonder about um, using an altar or setting up a worship space can benefit from this class. And just a reminder, a couple of years ago there was a class by Miss Michael called Tips, Hacks, and Tricks for Your Altar. And that we have on sale at hoodooworkshops.com, $25. You might want to check that out first before you take James's class because he's going to get right into the consecration part. And what she's got is all the little goodies that you need to make your altar compact and um, functional. It's a wonderful class that she taught. 25 bucks will get you in on that one. All right. Well, things here at the Lucky Mojo are progressing in the normal way that time rolls around on its own way until some motherfucker at the government decides we've got to jump ahead an hour. And I wish them all a speedy trip to hell. Um, I believe that daylight savings time is worse than the mark of the beast 666. Daylight savings time is evil, evil, evil. It was created by the capitalist billionaire class to oppress the worker. Don't, don't hesitate to write your legislators. There are scientific articles that prove daylight savings time is detrimental to your health and can cause premature death. I'm not fucking kidding, all right? It's not normal. It's not human. Noon should be 
noon. Sunrise and sunset change every year. That's sacred. Don't fuck around with what's sacred. All right. I know I can't change it all by myself, but I always, every year, speak up on this. And not because, oh, I overslept. It's not that. It's I fucking hate it. All right? And I know it's bad for my health, and I know it's bad for your health, every one of you listening to me. Daylight savings time is destroying you. Don't fall for it. All right. End of sermon. So I've been working, too. I've been working, speaking of Miss Michael, I've been working on editing Miss Michael's book on Sneaky Tricks, which is a fantastic book on how to do hidden hoodoo. I'm almost done editing that one. Then I've got to jump into editing John St. Germain's book on Adele Clemens, and that's going to be a surprise to many people. This was a woman who was a spiritualist minister, both in the black and white communities at a time when that was kind of um, daring on her part. She was also an artist, and she also had some very interesting family. And uh, this is all about women as spiritual leaders. If you've never heard of Adele Clemens, go back and open the book, um, The Art of um, Hoodoo Candle Magic. And in there, there's a a little inserted booklet uh, called uh, How to Conduct a Candlelight Service by Mikhail Strabo. Very short book that I just inserted into my own book because it was such a precious manuscript and not available anymore anywhere. And that book was written by Mikhail Strabo uh, in collaboration with Adele Clemens and teaches how spiritual churches do candle services, valuable material, and she's the one who delivered the sermons that are quoted in that book. That's all her work. So that book I'm going to be editing, and then I'm working on my own book on astrology, and of course I always put my own for the last, so don't even ask me how my book is going. You know, I've got some pages laid in a typeset. That's it. (laughs) So um, can't think of anything else to remind people of or tell them about Um, Oh, except for one thing. Uh, We've been offering, at Facebook Fridays, we've been offering these uh, large prizes, like seven money oils, seven love baths, and so forth. And people have been winning them and asking about, can they buy those at a discount? So we've decided to open up those products for sale to the public. So you can get, oh, you know, seven domination oils or seven domination bath crystals and all of them will be available both in the form of oils and bath crystals we may add incenses later but there'll be seven of each um uh, seven different how can i put this seven different product titles for every condition so there'll be seven love seven for money seven for protection seven for cursing and so forth and that's a good way to get a discount and get those things into your arsenal of spiritual supplies and we're not introducing them all at once just keep your eyes peeled on our facebook page they first will appear when we announce them as freebies as giveaways in facebook fridays well now i have to ask dear contraman how are you I'm doing quite well. I'm very excited to see the Hoodoo Heritage Festival come together and all the news that we're getting about it. And particularly excited about the very, very cool books that are coming out. 
Uh, I am doing quite well. I'm busy, uh, very busy working on my portion of the Hoodoo Air Adventure Festival. I'm only in it a little bit. I'm a small role as a panelist, but I'm excited to uh, finish up my writing and, and record my bit. It will be fun and exciting. And even though it's a, just one part of a panel, I promise you, you will all love what I have. Uh, it's yeah. a very, very cool smell uh, and very cool working. Uh, like you, I am uh, suffering from daylight savings time, which has come as a thief in the night to steal. I actually stayed up <laughs> to clock change. Uh, so I looked, I watched as it went <laughs> from 59 and then jumped a whole hour and saw as that one hour was... So I join you in saying... Let us write and let us challenge and let us ask for this thing to finally be over. It is interesting, and, and Kat, you can see this too. It's like every year they say they're going to end it. Every year there's some proposal, there's some conversation, and it's almost like universally everyone's like, yeah, we need to get rid of this thing, but it never actually happens. So here's the hoping that it will finally come to an end um, and, and we can find have uh, uh, some normal hours without this little thief in the night coming and stealing an hour from us every year. Uh, beyond that, I've been enjoying uh, March so far. Uh, it has been a really wild month already for people who have been following the news. There's been some uh, financial crises going on. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were yeah, going to go there. Silicon Valley Bank, Silvergate, oh, yeah. the whole crypto avalanche it's it's interesting isn't it it is it is the whole crypto digital currency the the venture capitalist stuff uh, this is a very uh, it's the 20th largest bank in in america and favorite bank of a lot of the tech bros and the silicon valley types and the startups so we are living in very weird uncertain and strange times and uh, this is just the third of us. <laughs> just March. We have a long way to go in 2023, so buckle up. Uh, but beyond that, I hope that everyone is well and in health. But pay attention to the news. There's some weird stuff going on, y'all. Yeah, I, I just have to say something about everyone says, oh, yeah, it was all venture capitalists that had their money invested in Silicon Valley Bank, which is true. And one mm. of those venture capitalists was Etsy. And mm -hmm. there are now Etsy sellers whose money is frozen because Etsy can't pay them because their yeah. money is tied up in Silicon Valley Bank. And that's hurting our community. So many people in the art world, metaphysical world, yeah. spiritual world have Etsy shops. And yeah. um, good luck. I mean, I'm sure yeah. Etsy will be able to get a big loan and pay off the sellers, but that shows how close to the bone Etsy was working, that they, oh, yeah. didn't, that they had that money was locked up and they couldn't give it to the sellers. Wow. I was yeah. taught when I was a child, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And yeah. this is classic. Your money is insured for $250,000 by the FDIC. And if you have a billion, it's not insured. So, mm -hmm. you know, folks, think about it and uh, spread your money around. Not that you're going to get a billion because the capitalists keep you from having a billion. And there's part of me that just laughs at them, just laughs. But then I also see who's being hurt because there yeah, are people yeah. who are employees, can't get their paychecks. Oh, yeah, this yeah. Is a, 
this is a real problem, and there is the problem of what's called contagion or a bank run. Right. And already one company, which is a toy maker for children, has actually offered a 40% discount on all their prop, uh, uh, products with the code bank run because they can't pay their employees, their shippers, or their vendors. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, even, so, even there. When Patreon first started, it was actually in Silicon Valley Bank. I, I don't think they are anymore. They moved at some point or, or a good portion of it moved. So this will have, as much as it's the venture capitalists and the tech bros and it is the digital currency and crypto and whatnot, it does have wider ramifications. Uh, Etsy, of course, for a lot of people who work in the spiritual supply business, uh, and Patreon, which fortunately I think is, is elsewhere now. So, but even if it's not just Silicon Valley, if it ends up bleeding elsewhere, you can see some <laughs> of this affect ordinary people. So it's we're living in weird financial times. Shiva says in the chat, I recently put all my eggs in one cloth sack while taking them to the kitchen. It worked out okay. Yes, <laughs> because you're very careful with your eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, too. I wear long dresses, and it's really easy to pick up eggs and put them in your skirt and just walk very, very carefully. Very carefully. I see we have a lot of people here in the chat. I want to give a shout-out to everybody. Can't name you all because there's too many of you, but hi. (laughs) All right. Today we're going to actually have a topic with our good friend J.D. coming on in, and the topic is going to be a tutorial on spells for student success. But before we get to that, we're going to say hi to JD. How are you doing, buddy? Welcome. Uh-oh. I think he got booted off of the call. JD just wrote, "I got booted." Oh no. Oh, no. This is this is the um the terror of live radio especially with um, Internet connections being what they are. People get booted. He'll come back. Um, is he back now, J.D.? Are you there? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yes, yeah, you you're can. back. Welcome, welcome. Phew. Okay. Yeah, it happened right as you were saying my name. I was like, of course no, it happened no. right now. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if someone's cast an evil spell on you. Hmm. Hmm. Fun that away. <laughs> Maybe someone a little jealous or envious. All right. Well, hi, J.D. The, um, tell us what you're up to real quick, and then we'll get to the topic. Sure. Um, I'm up to what basically uh, Conderman was talking about, catching up on the forum. Me and him are both on the panel. So I am doing my video. I recorded it once, but I recorded it the wrong way, so i got to go back and redo it. <laughs> and uh, getting my goodie box together and getting ready to ship it out so it'll be ready for everyone who orders one this year. So very excited about that. Great. Well, this panel that both you and Conjurman are going to be on, and um, there's going to be others as well, uh, is on love spells. And so everyone's going to take a different aspect of love, you know, finding love, sexy love, um, fidelity in love, and so forth. And there's going to be spells from each person on one of those facets of love magic. It's really cool. All right, well, let's get to the topic now, spells for student success. So um, I'm going to 
um, just uh, take a moment here. I hope I'm not revealing too many of your secrets. I know that you work in the field of education, and you don't have to say everything about where you are or what you do, but this is coming from a point of view of personal knowledge. You're not only a root doctor, but you have a day job as an educator. So um, when people hear that, they're going to now listen up. These aren't just some random spells. This is a guy who's on the job uh, in the field and doing this sort of work. Spells for student success take a couple of forms. I'm going to quickly identify those and then turn it over to JD. So one form is to get along. In other words, not to be the victim of bullies, not to be the victim of um, racial or religious or gender discrimination in the school that you're in, to find favor with the teacher, and so forth. Those are part of school success. Another part of school success is the ability to concentrate and memorize. Some people are very good at um, learning, but it just sort of slips away from them, and they need to be able to focus. The ADHD student is a well-known phenomenon, and there are spells that will cause you to have concentration and focus. Another aspect of student success is test-taking, and there's going to be spells given away today on how to score high on tests. And one other uh, factor, for me anyway, is showing up on time. Um, And there are people who need some help with that, and daylight savings is harming them materially. But that's another way to succeed in a school environment is to actually be present and accounted for. So those are some of the ideas that I have about this. I'm going to turn this over to J.D., and you're going to tell us what you think about Spells for Student Success. You know, when I think of student success, I look at it a couple ways. Um, you know, on the forum, we actually get a lot, asked a lot of these questions by clients about um, helping their own children be successful in high school, getting into a school, getting into a college, uh, getting along with professors. Uh, we see it when we have kids who are trying to get in for really competitive scholarships, um, athletics. So we also see it at the uh, academia level where um, – People are trying to get into these really hard programs that are very um, competitive. So I kind of look at the student success spells um, from the different levels and um, how, depending on what you're reaching for, what level they need. Um, Like you mentioned, um, for example, a a student with a disability um, that you have in an elementary school, the work you might do would be slightly different than you have for a student who's trying to get into a PhD program. Um, but still very important, and but just at different points in their, their journey. Well, let's talk about um, the first part of this. How to get a student to be uh, treated well in a school. Um, when I think about this, I think about not only protection from bullies, but I also think about spells of charisma to make the child seem attractive to other children and also to teachers. But I'm going to start with a spell of protection, very simple. 
any kind of small packet you can make with protection herbs or um, dress with a little bit of a protection oil. And I would not use fiery wall of protection here. I would use regular old sweet, nice protection or guardian angel. And if you're um, religious in a, a Christian or Jewish sense, you might even want a metal, a little a pewter metal of a guardian angel. And you could put this in the child's book bag. Um, some of the herbs that are used for protection are uh, bay, leaf, rue is good, and um, agrimony, nettle. There's a bunch of these that will either ward off evil or protect. And you can make a little tiny packet and put that little charm on it and then just sew it in or clip it with a safety pin inside one of the inner zipped sections of the child's school bag. So that's my advice. What about you, J.D.? Can you offer one? Yeah, what I was thinking about for protection, um, I actually was thinking about how you dress the student before they go to school. Um, Taking protection oil, mixing with guardian angel oil, and adding that to, like, the, the child's body wash so that when they take a bath that is on their body and that they're dressed for it. I found that to be very successful with anti-bullies. Also, slipping um, a bay leaf in both of their shoes. You can actually pull the sole up and slip either um, a petition paper or a bay leaf under there, and that helps with bullying. And another great product that we often think about in the workforce, but we don't think about it at school, is the role of gossip and what a role that plays in um, really terrorizing children and and adults and and learning, you know. Um, So adding stop gossip oil and a pinch of um, slippery elm into their pockets and to that packet like you were talking about, helping them escape that, uh, that gossip, that bitterness, that attack that kind of happened on the schools kind of helps them be shielded from that. It's a really great way of also helping your child to maintain themselves and get through school life. Yeah, that's a good one. How about you, Contraman? Do you have a favorite way to protect a child at school? Yeah, I I do something similar. Uh, I take a bay leaf, uh, slippery elm, and I burn it to ash, and then I make a cross the bottom of the soles of the feet, uh, or the soles of the shoe. This works really well because, as J.D. pointed out, gossip plays a big role, particularly in uh, young school experiences. Bullying starts often with the words, and Slippery Elm works wonders to allow a person to navigate that. They are able to kind of operate in the school system or operate in the classroom without anything sticking to them. And the Bay offers them a significant number of protections. So I pray Psalm 91, burn both of those to ash, then make a cross on the soles of the shoes. Uh, and you can do it for all the shoes if they have multiple shoes that they're wearing. You pray, you take this ash, you put it and make a cross on it. And so long as they wear the shoes, it'll allow them to slip through school without any difficulty. It'll allow them to be protected from harsh words, allow them to be protected from bullying, allow them to be protected from wickedness. Both Bailey's and Tripoli Elm work really, really well here. You can also take, if they wear a jacket, what you can do is take one of the buttons of the jacket Take it off of the jacket, 
place this under some type of saucer or bowl or cup after you have anointed it with protection oil. Then place a candle that you have uh, anointed with protection oil on top of that bowl, saucer, etc. Burn it down while praying. And once it burns down, you take the button back, sew it onto their clothes. And it can be if they don't have, for example, a jacket, it can be a button from a shirt, a button from a band. But this is a way of creating, making the button or fixing the button as a protective talisman for the child. Yeah, and this answers the question of the searching of book bags lately. Mm-hmm. And um, so something as innocuous as a button will certainly not be noticed or searched. And um, I'm going to throw in another one, which I've, I've mentioned it before, but it's a really good one, which is if your child has some kind of puffy, quilted winter coat, uh, you can put a small packet on the in the seams of each shoulder um and uh unpick you know pick out the stitching and then you're going to hand stitch it back and you put this little cloth packet with whatever protective uh elements you want i first learned about this from people in mongolia who had little pieces of cloth that were block stamped with um images of uh, protective Buddha and a protective mantra, folded up and sewn in a tiny little brocade uh, silk or rayon packet. And um, it was to be sewed into the shoulders, one on each shoulder, to protect the child. And no one will find that if you sew everything up very cleverly. How about you, J.D.? Got another one? For success. Now we we've talked about protection. Let's move on to um, mm-hmm. winning favor. How about gaining favor with the teacher? What's a good spell for that? Sure, um, that is an absolute hundred percent honey jar. It is my favorite for uh, students to sweeten them to their teachers. Start off, um, you know, making the honey jar, adding. Um, if you can get a signature or a handwriting sample, even a hair from the teacher. And I think Conjurman said earlier, like, having that connection with those teachers is everything, and it's true. So being able to have a teacher who favors you is going to open up so many doors for your child. Um, so including deer's tongue herb for speaking well, um, adding – I don't want to give some of the stuff I'm going to talk about later, but deer's tongue is a great one to add um, – and burning light blue candles on it, dressed in crown of success oil as you pray for the teachers to favor them, to love them, to um, enjoy them. And we were talking about Miss Michael's book later. Another good one is around the holidays. We, you know, we generally give teachers gifts. Is taking that um, attraction. Um, and taking an attraction powder and sprinkling it on like a card and lightly dusting it and tapping it off. Put maybe like a little gift card in there telling the teacher, thank you so much for how great you are working with my child. And, you know, they're obviously going to keep that card out because it means something to them. So it's going to touch their hand. It's really going to give them, you're going to get that, that hands-on contagious magic that we're looking for for them. So, that's a great way a, to gain favor. Yeah, that's a good one. And um, uh, bringing cookies to the PTA 
meeting is always good. Yeah, um, I was going to mention If that. you yeah. live in a small town where PTA meetings really have a meaning, as opposed to some giant megalopolis where they don't, um, you know, make cookies, put a little sugar in them, put a little this, put a little that, a little bit of um, cinnamon to speed up the work, and, uh, you know, make make something nice of them. Sugar and cinnamon are great for uh, heating up um, sweet work. Uh, you can also make ginger. Ginger cookies heat up work. In fact, spice cookies generally uh, work, and so does carrot cake, and a few of those other things that are so often... Uh, given. Also sugar cookies at the holidays, you know, little Christmas trees with little this and that and the other. And you will pray over them as you make them. And so you stir them clockwise and pray, you know, that that the teacher and the principal and the hall monitors and all the other children will look upon your child, little Jimmy, with favor and friendship and that little Jimmy will respond in like kind as a courteous and uh, diligent student. And then you pass out the cookies. How about you, Conjurman? You got one? Yeah, that's a fantastic one. I was just going to mention that uh, cookies are always good. <laughs> and, of course, some of these are limited to the type of student that you have. It's easier to give cookies to, to teachers when your student is in, in you know, kindergarten, in elementary school, or primary school. It's a little bit harder when they're in high school because they find it weird or they now have a cantankerous teenager on your hand. But then it gets easier once you're in college again. <laughs> so there's like a sort of both ends. You can give your professors cookies and you can give your primary school teachers cookies, uh, but they work really, really well. So be mindful of that. The other one that I really enjoy is a sneaky trick involving a marker. And we did this with a client uh, whose teacher was, was a little bit difficult to deal with. We needed to soften the teacher. The teacher was, there's no way of getting the kid out of the class. Uh, you couldn't really freeze the teacher out. Uh, they had to deal with it for a year long. So one of the things that we did is we took one of the markers. So the parent went in and grabbed one of the markers from the board when the teacher wasn't around. Just very carefully took the marker and brought it home. They then created a sugar jar that included the name of the teacher as well as the name of the student. It was placed in the jar and the marker was used to stir the sugar for seven days. For seven days, they stirred this marker in the sugar. These are one of those whiteboard uh, expo markers. If you can't get your hands on one of those, you can use a pen that may be on the uh, desk of the teacher if they have a desk in their classroom. But you stir the sugar for seven days. On the final day, you then take the marker out. You take five finger grass, deer's tongue, bay leaf, and you burn it on charcoal with just a pinch of the sugar. Not enough to like make caramel out of it, just a pinch of the sugar, and you smoke the marker in that incense, praying that the teacher be favorable to the student and to grant them support and success in all that they do. You then sneak back the marker into the classroom and leave it there, and so long as it remains there, the teacher will be favorable to your student. That's sneaky. That is really sneaky. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a, an, another idea here, too. Um, Balkan Diviner said in, in the Balkans, uh, it's customary to give flowers to a female teacher, but nothing to the males. Well, that's probably true in America as well. But you can select the flowers uh, for the teacher by using floriography or the language of flowers. So 
go to yourweightandfate.com, and weight is spelled oddly, so it's Y-O-U-R-W-A-T-E-A-N-D-F-A-T-E.com, yourweightandfate.com, and you'll find articles on the language of flowers and um, pages of floriography, and you could create a message for the teacher by the use of these flowers. It's a kind of a neat, neat, subtle magic. You don't have to dress the flowers. They are their own messengers. Okay? Now I see that that uh, J.D. also says, um, recommends making a mojo with angelica root and a St. Michael candle wrapped in white cloth. Why don't you tell us about that, J.D.? This is Sorry. to, uh, yeah, yes, just speak up. Yeah, I actually, well, um, what was asked above by Ishana was how to protect a high school girl from unwanted attention from boys. Hmm. And um, still school related, so I kind of answered her. And what I would do is I'd get a whole angelic root, dress it with protection oil. I actually meant to write St. Michael card, so I put it back in there. Get a St. Michael's card and wrap it in a white handkerchief that you tie three times and dress that with protection oil and have her carry that on her with the petition to um, keep these boys at bay. That's really nice. Angelica and St. Michael, what a combination. White cloth, that's really nice. That's strong work. Um, All right, now we're going to move on to um, the thing that so many people want to know about, which are test scores. And (laughs) this this is a topic that, Really, there are many, many spells for this, but I'm going to start with the first part of it, which is concentration and memorization, because if you don't have that, you're not going to score high on the day of the test. So I'm just going to recommend the the old standby King Solomon Wisdom products. Mm-hmm. So King Solomon Wisdom is used for the wisdom of Solomon, with Solomon was known uh, throughout the ancient lands as the wisest man who ever lived, and nobody has broken his record yet, apparently. So to have the wisdom of Solomon means to have a really good memory, a really good head, and also the good um, possibility of adaptive thinking. So use that um, King Solomon Wisdom products. It, by, by the way, it's made with Solomon seal root, in case you wondered. It's not just an artificial construct. It has other things in it as well. So you can use the oil and put a little of the oil into the child's bath um, products or um, hair care products. You can put a little bit of the uh, powder in the child's shoes, and you can... Also, if you you know feel up to it and the child wants to be dealt that way, you can put a little bit of bath crystals in the bath, King Solomon Wisdom bath crystals, and say, I'm making you just a special fun bath. right? And you can mix King Solomon Wisdom with Crown of Success. And they have a little bit of overlapping ingredients. And Crown of Success is wonderful product used to dress the head the crown of the head and I know I've spoken of it before so not to be redundant it was my go-to in dressing the hair of my child on test days which were always Fridays when she was young and um, but 
oil. You just get a little on your hands and just run it through the child's hair to straighten their hair. And you can mix it with King Solomon Wisdom. Now, there are herbs and roots that you can use as well. But I like these products because they are simple, convenient, don't take any time to use. So how about you, J.D.? What's a good one for concentration and memorization and test-taking? Yeah, with test-taking, there's two oil blends that I like to use together. One is tranquility and one is clarity. I like to blend them together because I've found since the pandemic with working with children and even student adults, um, there's this high level of uh, anxiety over tests. And and it's really the school's fault how much we've made high-stake assessments so important. But tranquility really just helps calm the, the child down um, because ultimately if you're anxious when you're trying to take a test, you're not going to be successful, even if you know the content. Um, and I've seen this happen with plenty of students. I could be talking to a kid and they can answer all the questions, but then you give them the assessment and they bomb it because of the anxiety of the test. And then that mm-hmm. clarity helps them see and think clearly while they're taking the test. Another great a- product – I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say that's a really thing. important thing. And I want to I want to just jump in here with one more thing. We're talking about students as if you were a parent and these were your children, but we can turn the tables if you are a student. These spells are for you also. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and I would even say as an educator, these are for you because you can make, um, you know, a lot of classrooms these days have oil diffusers where you can add tranquility and clarity oil to your room and have that nice, you know, to bring that ambiance there. You can take peace water and you can wipe down the desks with them so that you're bringing peace and tranquility to your classroom. Even teachers can use these in their classrooms to help promote their students. Yeah. Um, um, Aya Asha Aya is talking about um, bullying in school and how it, the modern way of dealing with this is not to pick um, up the child that is innocent and hold them up and protect them, but to punish both children if they get into an altercation. And this is something to train your children about, but it's also something that you can use root work on. If you have the principal, the superintendent of schools, the teacher in a honey jar before trouble breaks out, I think you'll find that things will go better for you. Now, getting back to the idea of test-taking, I want to um, give another idea. Sometimes when a child is anxious or worried, and if the child knows that you are a root worker or practice folk magic or folk religion or whatever it is, and the child is, you know, like okay with it, like mom's weird, but it's okay, you can tell the child, all right, that test is going to start at noon. It's going to run till 3 in the afternoon. And I want you to know, I've dressed a candle. Show them the candle. I'm going to be burning this candle for you and praying that for your success and your wisdom, and then I'm just going to let the candle burn while I go about my work. They don't want to think of you as sitting there mumbling to yourself for three hours. And and let them know that you're backing up their work by sending a prayer to heaven. Now, some families, this will go. And other families, it is going to be, oh, mom, don't do that. Don't pray for me. Jeez, mom. But in some families, it's like, yeah, my mom's got my back. 
So you can work that either way, depending on your family. How about you, Contraman? Yeah, uh, one that you can do for yourself if you have tests coming up. This is a sort of universal one. It doesn't have to be for children. If you're if you have exams coming up or you have any type of uh, test that you need to take, whether it's for school certification, etc. Uh, but also, if you have children who have some type of test, you can use this technique. You brew them mint tea. Uh, mint tea is fantastic for mental acuity. It's really good for retention. It's really good for the mind. Uh, for a child, you obviously don't need to give them a giant cup. A little bit of mint tea works well. And then adorn their desk with rosemary. Rosemary is a very old school herb for memory and improving learning. It was a technique used even in the medieval era and in the ancient world where a sprig of of rosemary would be held in the hand or placed above the ear or smelled as students studied. Uh, but it works really well. You take a couple sprigs of it and you place it in a, a little pen holder even or a small vase on top of the desk as they study or as you study. And it will help with your memory, particularly if you're sipping that mint tea. I'm going to stick in with a little bit of science here. Mint is definitely uh, implicated in mentality. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something in its molecular um, buildup. We don't know. But one of the first smells that disappears when a person gets Alzheimer's is the ability to smell mint. And there have been a number that. of. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rosemary is in the mint family and also has that minty goodness, and so is lemon balm. And there's a bunch of others that are in the mint family that stimulate some part of the brain that does have to do with memory and mental acuity. And I recommend it very highly, and I'll give you a tip. If you have um, a moment of, of weakness, carry with you a little Ziploc bag in which you've put a Q-tip, which was dipped in menthol or mint oil. Mm-hmm. And um, just uh, take that out and breathe it, or just huff that <laughs> huff that little bag. <laughs> and um, you can put it on a little co- cotton ball if you prefer. It will absolutely wake up your mind and give you much sharper mental acuity. That's fantastic. Yeah, mint oil also is really great, particularly for de-stressing before an exam. If you can get just a little bit of mint oil as a sort of rub, um, not not heavily, but it's really, really good to de-stress, uh, particularly because stress is a memory killer. You can study mm-hmm. and study and study and study, but the more stressed you are, the harder it will be to recall that in. So doing anything to sort of de-stress before an exam is really worth In fact, I had a I had a teacher that used to tell me that the best thing to do before you actually, this was a, back in high school, uh, he used to say before you do, before you take an exam, any test, make sure that the hour or two hours before the actual exam, you put away your books and you just lay out in the grass. You just lay out in the grass. You put the books away. The studying is done. What you know, you know. What you don't know, you don't know. But the last hour or two hours should just be about absorbing. So you just lay out in the grass and relax. So relaxing techniques are really important. This is why I really like J.D.'s uh, mention of tranquility oil. It's so important. 
because you want that serenity. You want that, that the removal of the stress because it will hurt any of your chances. And mint oil does that, not just as a fantastic memory aid, but also as a, as a de-stressor as being able to sort of just relax. So being able to take a warm bath on the night before your exam with a little bit of mint thrown in. One of the tricks is you put uh, mint oil in the bath uh, so it steams up. And so the entire place smells a little bit like mint. It's really fantastic. If you're not one of those people that takes a bath, you can easily use that oil in a shower. You, you turn the shower up the, the heat a little bit so it steams up. Uh, people do this all the time, and it works wonders to really de-stress you and also help to bring you success and mental acuity in your exams. I'm, I'm going to throw in another one, and this comes under the heading of Sneaky Tricks with a shout-out to Miss Michael. Mint is available in the form of chewing gum and candies. And having that available to you is another way of using it so you don't have to bring out your Lucky Mojo mint oil and have everyone in school going, are you a witch? No, it's just a mint candy. It's just a, you know. And of those, the one I prefer most of all, because it has many other things in it that are extremely potent magical herbs, is Ricola cough drops from Switzerland. Folks, try them. That's all I can say. Your mind will perk up, be very alert. There's also sugar in them. That helps, too. And there's eucalyptus, and there's all kinds of things in that Ricola cough drop, they couldn't have made it any better um, if they had tried. It's it's just a, a fantastic, easy uh, way to stimulate your mind and your memory. And um, uh, <laughs> people are people are posting, yeah, yeah, Ricola cough drops, <laughs> right? <laughs> they really, really are good. And um, yeah. Um, I I prefer it um, to straight up mint tea personally, but you can take cola cough drop and put it in your green tea. Okay, secret cat iron wood formula. Make yourself a cup of green tea. Put in ginger and ginger sugar, and then stir in a Ricola cough drop while it's hot. You're gonna love it, and it will do a lot for your mind. It will really make you alert. You can stay up till. 2 a.m. editing books. <laughs> uh, not quite as good as um, amphetamines, but but a lot safer. <laughs> oh yes, a lot, a lot safer. Um, I'm I'm a big believer of of habit when it comes to studying. Uh, studying is a skill. It's a skill like any other, and it can be developed over time. So if you build a set of habits which you can use conjure and hoodoo to support. Uh, your studying will be better, and in turn, your uh, examination results will be better. So one thing that you can do is set aside a specific set of a specific time every day before the exam that you're going to study. It can be early in the morning. It can be late at night. Whatever time is ideal for you, stick to that pattern. And when you sit down to study, you're going to take an orange candle that you've anointed with crown of success, Light that candle. Now, don't just study by light of that candle. Have other lights on. But you want to get into this habit of sort of ritually time studying at the exact hour 
and always lighting this candle. And what this will do is it will begin to build the solid habit. It ritualizes the act of studying. The better you are uh, at the habit of studying, the better your examination will be. And you will find you will become less and less stressed about exams because you have your method. <laughs> you have a way of studying. You have your approach. And the more comfortable you are in the approach, the better your results will be. So at a time. You can set this time, and I've recommended to clients to do this, uh, by planetary hours. So if you know how to calculate the planetary hours, you can study in the hour of Mercury or in the hour of Jupiter on a particular day. You then light that candle, say a quick prayer, and then open up the books and begin studying. And if you repeat this process over a series of days before leading up to the examination, you will build that knowledge gradually and you will develop the mental acuity to remember those things when it comes to the exam. And if you do that for all exams, like let's say you're in school or college or whatnot, if you do this repeatedly, it becomes a habit. And that is really good for academic success of any type. Good, solid habits. You know that it's Monday and in the hour of Mercury, you're going to be studying. You light your candle and you get down to studying. So Onyx Rose in the chat said, but I thought it was all about dark chocolate to keep you up. Well, uh, yes, dark chocolate is good to keep you up for sex, but it's not in the best for um, writing, in my opinion. It's, I mean, if you want to stay up and, and um, boogie all night long, chocolate is really great. But it's much more of a, an animalistic uh, alkaloid, in my opinion. Just saying, my opinion. Um, so that's, you know, <laughs> that's it, all night sex. I'm sure people think, well, we we should do a show on all night sex. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we will. Um, So um, there's, you know, different individuals here in the chat saying, well, coffee sends them to sleep or whatever. Um, I recommended green tea when I mentioned that Ricola. Green tea is a very pure, light, high note and is... um, unmediated by some of those heavier alkaloids. It's just kind of like, cuts like a knife. So something to keep in mind. As as people know, I talk about it often enough, I'm drinking tea right now while we do this show for my alertness. I start the morning with coffee just so I can get out of bed. But during the day, it's tea that keeps me focused. And so I recommend tea as uh, for um, concentration, memory, and of course, put a little bit of some ginger or something in it to liven yourself up as Papa G knows so well. Um, Reverend Art says in the chat, off to the store to get some dark chocolate. Be back soon. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you're just kidding. I know how far you live from the nearest store, Reverend Art. You'd be gone a while. Um, All right. Well, now we also want to talk about um, how a student success parlays into the reason for the child's uh, success. What is the child going to do? And I want to get in one last little spell here maybe from J.D. on what I mean by that is that the child should have some idea when they graduate, or you as an adult should have some idea when you graduate on what you're going to do 
with all that knowledge you've stored up and all those tests you've uh, succeeded at, and that is focusing a little forward-looking. And so, J.D., how do you get someone to look forward to planning, you know, I'm going to be going to college or I'm going to a trade school or I've gone to nursing school and I'm now I'm going out into the job force? How do you do those forward-looking spells for the child or for yourself? Sure. Uh, one thing I wanted to add to this was a fluorite stone that is uh, considered like the student stone. So it's great for um, having around, holding on to when you study. I actually have like um, triangular-shaped ones that I keep, and I um, they're great for people who like to fidget. Um, mm-hmm. And so they hold them in their hand. They can fidget with it while they're studying, and it happens to help them retain the knowledge and uh, learn it better. So it's, it's another nice little trick that you can, you know, if you have a child at home, just buy them a fluorite stone and tell them it's their new fidget spinner and play with it in class. And mm-hmm. Great. Right. They don't necessarily need to know that it's, you know, magical. Um, mm-hmm. Helping kids who have a task and they want to know where to go is I strongly suggest using a, a, a skull candle where you dress it with um, clarity oil and crown of success and talk to it about where they're going and how they're going. And also um, when they're applying for jobs, a lot nowadays a lot of the jobs are done virtually, but still considered appropriate is sending um, a thank you letter after an interview. So what I do is I prepare a card ahead of time and I leave it blank for the names until I know who's in the interview and I dress it with an attraction, come to me, uh, look me over type powder. And on my way out, I drop them in the mailbox so that they get delivered to them the next day. And so when so your child who wants to go for this specific career, well, they drop that card in when the next day they get it and they open it up, and now they have this thank you card for interviewing me, you know, and all these nice things that you're, you know, talking these people up. And it's a great way of getting um, Hoodoo products onto the people on the interview team that you really couldn't have done any other way. Another way of doing it as well is preparing resumes and any relevant documents that you have dusting it with Crown of Success sachet powder, um, placing them under a yellow candle that you burn, dress with Crown of Success oil, and pray Psalms 23. And then putting those folders together. So when you go for an interview, you hand out each folder to each person on the interview team so that they actually have all of your documents right there. And, of course, they're going to get that on their hands. That's great. That's really good. So that takes us from kindergarten to college. And I wanted to give a special quick shout-out to Balkan Diviner, who mentioned a spell from the Balkans in which when you enter a room, you step with your left foot on the threshold for success. Interesting spell. Thanks. All right. We're going to turn this over to our fabulous announcer. Thank you, Ms. Kat. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, 
The first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4 or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our client is Passionately Hopeful 78, calling from the area code 307 in Wyoming. Passionately Hopeful, are you there? I am. Hi. So I just wanted to check and see that um, you have not had any readings on this before. Is that correct? Have not. Correct. Okay. And she writes, a loved one has left our relationship. We're still communicating but have not seen each other in weeks. Should I continue the spell work and commitment that I have to our relationship or move on? I'm passionately hopeful that we will have a reconciliation very soon. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. Okay. I'm going to ask a couple of questions. Passionately hopeful, what is your sign of the zodiac? I'm a Gemini. You're a Gemini. And what is the loved one's sign of the zodiac? He's a scorpion. And one one more question, because that's an unusual combination. Geminis are very um, flirty, very um, lively, very uh, youngish in style, and always ready for something new. Scorpios are a little deeper and darker. Um, And... The loved one left the relationship, okay? Not you, okay? Is that That's correct. That's what you wrote, right? That's correct. All right. I'm going to turn this over to Contraman. He's going to do the first reading. Then we'll have a reading with J.D., and then I'll come back with some spell advice. Yeah, thanks, Kat. Let me just uh, clarify real quick. So you, the Gemini, were with a Scorpio partner, and the Scorpio has left. Is that correct? That's that's what she said. Okay, and how long were you two together for? Two years. Two years, and how long have you been apart? It's been almost three months. Three months, okay. Uh, That's important. Uh, Ms. Kat has talked about this in the past. The root workers always check how long were you together, how long were you separated. It doesn't matter. The longer you were together and the shorter that you were separated, the higher your chances are. And uh, conversely, is true as well. So the longer you were apart, but the shorter that you were together, uh, it's harder and harder to get back together. Ms. Kat did note that you, uh, the combination of Gemini and Scorpio there is a little odd. And the reason I think she pointed that out is that uh, Scorpios can be, they're, they're very difficult to work on. Um, they're, we often talk about the, the stubbornness of Tauruses, but Scorpios, once they make a decision, can be quite hard to turn away from that decision, particularly in matters of the heart. When they decide that a relationship is over, when they decide that they're going to move on, that it can be quite hard for them to just second to be like, all right, no, 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 let's get back together. That doesn't mean that they're unwilling or unopen to it, but it just means that it takes a little bit more for that to manifest. So just bear that in mind. It's also true that they are quite hard to move in regards to root work. Any type of root work uh, that needs to be done will have to involve a good bit of persuasion to bring this person back into your life. That said, the indications here are positive. There are some indications that uh, work can be done here 
uh, and that Ms. Cat uh, will know what to do. We have very first the Five of uh, Wands, and the Five of Wands is an indication of some, some strife here, but I wanted to dig deeper, and so I pulled another card. I usually I call these subsidiary cards. So when I go, give me further clarification as well as what's happened here. Uh, and I pulled the Hermit, and so the Hermit tells us the state of being of why the the situation was the way that it was, why this matter ended the, in a way that was unfulfilling to you and, and left in this situation. And the hermit indicates an emotional problem, a, a problem of withdrawal, a problem of, of, um, of difficulty, a problem of feeling alienated and alone and isolated. It shows us an individual that is on a mountaintop, and on this mountaintop they are clothed in robes of gray, looking upon a barren wasteland from the top of this mountain. They are withdrawn. They are closed off. They are a person who went to seek something. They may have found what they have sought, but now they look back at all that they have sacrificed to get there. So there's an indication here that whatever happened in this relationship, a decision was made to move on. A decision was made that for the betterment, for some type of good, for some reason, I need to go out and look for something else. I need to look for something else. And now there is some question of, did I sacrifice too much? Looking back and going, this has cost me. This has cost me. I, there's a sense of loneliness. Maybe I have attained what I've desired. But there's a loneliness, there's an alienation, there's a solitude there. It is important that whatever work you do needs to emphasize what has been lost over any conflict that appear, that five of wands there. So if there's any fights, any difficulties, any arguments, you want to be able to ameliorate that. You want to move away from that and instead make the memories that appear in this person's mind very strongly associated with what has been lost, what sacrifice has been made. For only in that positive memory, on the looking back fondly, is there an opportunity for something to come of this. The next card is the Judgment card. It is the card of resurrection. It shows the Archangel of Resurrection blowing the horn and the dead cast off their coffin lids and rise up, hands raised in prayer and in supplication. What is dead may be risen once more, but it involves some type of deep spiritual intervention in this matter. Things have not been so far long gone that the dead are completely dead and they cannot want to be resurrected. Some soul remains here. Some connection remains here. Some bond remains here. And by emphasizing that, you can have some form of change some form of outcome that is favorable to what you seek. And finally, we have the Hierophant. These are all very significant cards, indicating that there's going to be some massive movement that happens. I do suspect that there's going to be some breakthrough by around mid-May. So bear that in mind that the timing of mid-May is showing up here. The Hierophant shows is a papal figure that is sitting upon a throne, and before them are two acolytes. These acolytes represent the two forms of power that needs to be brought to bear, mystical and practical power. You're going to need to do practical emotional work in order to address what's happened in this matter, whether that involves therapy, lifestyle changes, something, but also magical and spiritual work that will help to ameliorate this condition, to resurrect the dead, and to uh, draw back 
that which has been lost. These cards do indicate that positive outcomes are possible with the root work that Miss Cat will be able to give you, but that there's a long road ahead. Break breakthrough is a couple months off, and you're going to be you're going to need to be patient because until mid-May, you're probably not going to see any big solid shift in this regard, but know that there's still something there between the two of you, and root work can help to revive that, can help you to consider what is there, why is it important, and what you can do with it. The reading is positive, but work needs to be done going forward. I'm going to turn this over to JD. He's going to do your next reading, and Ms. Cat will give you some root work advice. Hi, this is JD. Um, when I was shuffling the cards for you as well, and very similar to what Mr. Condorman just said, is that, well, first and foremost, what popped out of the cards was the tower and the devil while I was shuffling. So this indicates to me that one of the problems that has led to this separation, uh, it was a sudden ending, and there's some kind of, uh, whether it be fidelity issue or another um, addictive issue, but there's, there's, there was a reason why this happened and it happened rather quickly now the first card i pulled was the five of cups and this is a person who's cloaked in all black uh, they're looking at three cups that have fallen over and filled the content and beyond those cups is a stream of water that's passing past this person and behind them is two more cups that remain that they're not paying any attention to this indicates being stuck on what has been lost and missing it and mourning it. Well, new opportunities still exist, but you're not looking at what is still there. The second card I pulled was the Eight of Cups. And uh, this card, again, is a person who's walking away from those cups. It appears like one of the cups is missing as they are stacked. There's five, and then there's three, and so the fourth one is missing. And in that is actually where you see the person walking away. And as they do so, they're walking up a path with water below them, which represents emotion. And there's a large mountain that stands in front of them that they now know that they need to go in front of. This represents the loss and disappointment from this relationship, but it also represents the struggle and the task that you have before you to gain it back. And, and very similar to uh, Conjurman, is that I, I pulled the Wheel of Fortune as your third card. And with the Wheel of Fortune, I could see this as two ways. Either one, that by walking away from this situation, you will bring new opportunity into your life. Um, or that through the root work that you're going to be doing today and doing it with fidelity, that you will turn things around, that the, the, your fortune will change in this relationship. Um, but I do think you'd have a, a, there's something that happened in this past that has not been dealt with, and it was uh, pretty damaging, and that needs to be taken care of. All right. Well, I'm going to offer some root work advice. First of all, I'm going to ask Conjurin, because I think I didn't hear right. Was your first card the Five of Wands? The Five of Wands, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, it's a card of conflict. I was, I, I thought maybe he said the Five 
of cups and then JD got the five of cups and I'm like, okay, well there's my five of cups, but you had actually <laughs> said the five of wands. Okay. Um, so I'm going to um, put in a, an idea into your head here. You're a Gemini and your birthday will be presumably in late May or early June. And since you've been apart for a while, I want you to consider your birthday to be the stopping point of spell work. That doesn't mean this person may not come back into your life later, but I don't want you to work past your birthday. I want you to spend your birthday happy and not regretting what happened here. I'm also going to say, and there's been a little chat about it in the in the chat room, that Scorpio is the second most stubborn sign of the zodiac after Taurus, and Taurus is so stubborn as to be legendary. But Scorpios are darkly stubborn, and if they walk away from a relationship, it would be very hard to drag a Scorpio back. And I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm married to one, but it can take a while to get a negative idea out of their head once they get it in. So that's why I'm saying you're going to want to set a time limit this work. So having having said all of that, I'm going to ask, are you familiar with spell work? Have you ever done any spell work? Um, just barely diving into it. I've been on the forums a lot, reading a lot about all of the things. So that's kind of where I've started. Okay. So um, I, somehow when talking to you, I got the impression that I'd have to you know, do this a little bit in baby steps because it's not like I'm going to just throw you a list of herbs and, and, um, and oils and you know, you know what to do with them. So let's talk about um, how to get this person back. I'd like you to start with some very simple bath. Um, this bath will be simply to cleanse up yourself and for your own clarity and peace of mind. You can get an herb called Eyebright and brew it into a tea and um, just start by washing at least your eyes, face, ears, hands with that or your whole body. You can also use an oil called Clarity and put a few drops into a bath or into water that you pour over yourself for a shower or you can use Clarity bath crystals. And if you do that, you can add more eyebright herb to the Clarity Bath Crystals. It'll be just fine. I want you to be able to see clearly what's happening. Don't let the pain in your heart be something that um, confuses you. Okay, so a, a bath of clarity. You can add also, if you would like, a little Van Van oil or Van Van bath crystals, which are used to turn things around, change bad into good, and to you know, sort of open up the situation for you. Clarity and Van Van make a nice combination. When you take this bath, I want you to pray if you have a religion, or if you don't, you can just uh, speak your mind. You want to um, pray for insight and knowledge and an understanding of what to do, that your way goes forward well. Now, I've known people who at that point, they all of a sudden say, yeah, I took the bath and I realized it was all over. So if that happens, don't be surprised. In other words, you don't have to go through all these steps. At any step, you're going to ask for clarity. If you get clarity, 
That's clarity. And accept it. The next thing I want you to do is to uh, get a little candle, a little uh, pink candle. Pink is for reconciliation. And it can be a figural candle or just a small candle of any kind. And I want you to uh, address that candle with two oils. One is called Return to Me and the other is called Reconciliation. And when you do that, you're going to be um, having that um, prayer in your heart that he will come back to you contact you allow you to contact him don't stay proud and aloof and say he must contact he left so he must be the one to come back that's not necessary candle is burning i want you to do the third part of this spell and ollie is now secretly laughing because of all all of ollie's spells (laughs) are in threes um and um and i want you to write a letter to him. It could be people say, oh, I'm just going to text him. I don't want you to text it. I want you to make something that's on paper or some other material that he can touch. If you have some clothes that he left at your place, you could always dress them and return them. But somehow I want you to put something into his hands that he will touch. Go to see him, write him a letter and say, you know, from your heart, don't make it long. It should be very short. Um, you know, I I miss you and all the good times we've had, and um, I hope to see you again. Make sure he gets that letter one way or another, and before you send it, you're going to dress the letter with a little bit of reconciliation powder and return to me powder. And you blow it onto the paper and then shake the paper in the air and dust it all it off. You can also, if you want to, use your fingers to draw a heart with all your four fingers just draw a heart in the powder dust and then shake it off so that he gets the idea that there's love there okay does that make sense to you do you understand what i'm saying yeah absolutely all right once you get that to him if you're going to be able to see him i want you to be wearing some of that reconciliation oil and return to me oil or the powder on your clothes or in your hair but if you have um a meeting that's going to be in person, put some of your sexual juices behind your ears because Scorpios are highly sexually motivated and there's pheromones in your pussy juice that will attract him and make him, uh, you know, come to you, come back to you. Okay? Okay. And um, then the the last thing I would say is we're going to ask... J.D. and Contraman, if they have anything to add to these spells. I don't think that's fantastic. (laughs) I I struck you both dumb when I said pussy juice, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, I expected it. I was like, yeah, it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you did. Okay, now you get back. I've been been your code for long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. Well, then if nobody has anything to add, that's a three-part spell. If you're interested in three-part spells and why they work so well, take Contraman's online class um, that is called um, Conjuring by Threes. $25 for an hour class, and you get a PDF that you can keep forever print out. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, turn this over to our Tritone Network Identification Weirdness Moment. 
LMC. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, J.D. of HoodooHouseDetroit.com in Michigan. Take it away, J.D. Thank you, James. Uh, Today I'm going to talk about two spells. The first one is a student success spell, and this is one that can be used for um, any walk in life, whether it be an elementary, middle, high school, or a graduate student. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about making a mojo. We're going to get Solomon Seal Root, which is for wisdom and guidance. We're going to get Master Root, which helps with gaining mastery and also overcoming adverse conditions such as maybe struggles in learning or, you know, not getting along with teachers or highly competitive situations. Sage for wisdom. We're going to bring smart weed in for wisdom and to make wise decisions. Peach tree leaves to help students pass this test, and verbena for helping students learn their lessons faster. Take the herbs and the roots, and we're going to pray over them, and wipe the Solomon seal root and the master root with crown of success oil and King Solomon wisdom oil. Set the herbs and roots aside and prepare a petition paper by printing off a copy of the tarot card, the hyphenate. On the back of that, you're going to write Proverbs 3.13, which says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Now, if you are a, a female or a different gender, you can change the, the verbiage in there as well. Then you write out and state your petition to increase your understanding and success in the area of your study. You five-spot dress the petition paper and stick a piece of hair that comes from the crown of your head in the center Compile all of the items into the mojo bag as you call on the spirits of the herbs and the roots to assist you. Once this bag is made, burn crown of success incense mixed with verbena and peach tea tree leaves and recite Psalms 134 over it for student success in learning. The second spell, which can be used at any time um, with this mojo, is for those who struggle with test anxiety. Take a light blue or a white figural candle that represents your gender and carve your name on the candle, as well as Psalms 55, verse 22, which says, Cast your burdens upon the Lord, he shall sustain thee. Dress the candle with tranquility and clarity oil to bring about peace of mind and clarity as you prepare for your test. Burn the candle on top of the second pentacle of Jupiter which brings tranquility and peace of mind. Burn the candle starting seven days before the test, and each day burn the candle for 15 minutes while praying for peace and tranquility. On the seventh day, let the candle burn out, dress your body with the tranquility and clarity oil, and wear the pentacle on your body as you go and take the test. Those are my two spells. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, You are a thorough worker. And I'm going to say, this is the kind of work that people will get if they hire you as a root worker. And that mojo for student success alone is gold. That's worth a lot of money. Folks, 
if you think you can make one yourself as good as JD's going to make it, I say no. I say you should purchase one from him. That's a fantastic mojo, but it takes a real practitioner, a real root doctor, to make such a thing come alive, and I'm impressed. I am absolutely impressed. And um, I really, really like that mojo. All right. Um, and, you know, it's something about doing this kind of work is the thoroughness with which he selected the ingredients, having those ingredients on hand, that's what makes a real pro. And I'm very taken with this one. I'm very, very pleased. <laughs> um, do you have any comments on this, Conjurement? I am mojo work particularly for success is really great because it becomes a, a personal talisman, a helper that you can carry with you. Uh, if you work with the, with mojos while you're studying, work with mojos while you're actually going and taking your tests, I have found them immensely efficacious. A lot of people focus on candles and candles are fantastic, but I am a big fan of mojo work like this, particularly because academic success is not a one-off. It's not one exam, not one test. It's something you're taking multiple classes over multiple semesters or quarters or several years. And so having a mojo that you can work with long term, that you feed, that you hold, that you keep on you while you well, and you study, when you keep on you in your exam, it's really, really powerful work. So I love this type of approach. Yeah, yeah, this is really, really good. Um, and, you know, um, I hope... Um, JD, that you um, are keeping a website where you're putting some of these up. I do it, and Miss Michael has uh, been great also. So uh, why don't you give us the name of your website? What's the URL of your website? It's uh, com. And house is spelled H-O-U-S-E, the regular old way, right? Yep. Yeah, there's so many people who decide they have to spell house as if it were German. I don't get that. So who do house Detroit? <laughs> it's a regular old Detroit type type of house. I hope you put that thing online real soon, and um, because that's the kind of thing people are going to listen to this show and they're going to go, what? What was that? And if they don't have the chat log, which they will have if they come through the forum, but if otherwise they can go to who do house Detroit. It'll be up there in a day or two, right, James? James, because yes. I know James is your helper with yeah, web design, right? Yes, and absolutely. And James is wonderful for help web design. So if anyone needs any assistance, I strongly suggest him. Um, yeah, and everybody should like get to James to help him. Me too. I'm getting James to help me. Yeah. All right. And I, what else were like you going to say? I'd like to post it on the forum as well so that people have access to it because we have a lot of forum members here in the conversation who listen to this and um, it's just a great group of spells just for to help students learn and be successful and for parents it's, it's multi where it, it kind of reaches students, parents, teachers so yeah, very happy. We yeah. we have a there's a thread at the forum for just about every topic under the sun, and there is a thread for student success, and you can put it there, and then a link to this show would be good too. But um, I'm I'm impressed, um, JD. The longer I know you, the more I like you because you have um, a very detailed mind. And what is your sign of the zodiac? I'm an Aquarius with a Leo rising. Uh-huh. 
that detailed mind of the Aquarius. Maybe that's why I like you. I have my moon in Aquarius. That detailed mind. Leo rising makes you a little proud, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's all good. You look handsome when you got Leo rising. You look real handsome. All right, there's our music, and I'll stop buttering you up now. You're 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 buttered up one side and down the other. <laughs> it was lovely having you as a guest. And um, thank you. We're going to bring in our our announcer and chief web designer to the stars, <laughs> Reverend James, who's going to give us some announcements, and then we'll all come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man, and thank you, JD of HoodooHouseDetroit.com in Michigan for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we will have another fine guest. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and ConjureMan at conjuremanconsulting.com at Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from folkconjure.com in North Carolina. And the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. From all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here. And we invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, James. And we don't have a, an announced guest for next week. But we do know that the festival is coming up, and every presenter has been invited to appear on this show. So if we don't have another person to be on it, one of us may be the guest of one of the others of us. But we'll find a guest, I'm sure. They'll, they'll come up out of their long winter slumber and going, What? Free radio slot to advertise myself? Of course I'll take that. So all of you members of AIR and Hoodoo Psychics who hear this, we got an open slot. Jump on in. We love you. <laughs> all right. Buy your tickets. Come on. Buy your tickets. Come on. Time to buy your tickets. Those are for sale at HoodooHeritageFestival.com. You're going to get a goodie box that the likes of which you've never seen unless you've been to one of our festivals before. These goodie boxes are legendary, so it'll contain everything you need to do to follow along with the presenters. This isn't just some TED Talk. This is like it's in your hands on the table in front of you. And um, while you're learning about how these things work, go get those online classes, um, $25 each at Hudu workshops.com All right everybody, good night. Good night all. Good night. Good night. Uh, uh,